time for re-engineering your finances with the founder of CP Weldy Group, Charles Weldy. Well, we're going to have a little fun today on re-engineering your finances. Welcome to another edition of the podcast. Walter Storholt here alongside Charles Weldy of CP Weldy Group. Charles is a certified financial planner, serves you all throughout the Delaware and Chester County areas with an office specifically in Chad's Ford, PA. Find us online at cpweldygroup.com. We're going to have some fun by playing fact or fiction. I, I miss the tests that we used to take in, what, like third and fourth grade, Charles, when all you had to worry about were fact and fiction or true-false questions instead of having to write essays yeah. and that sort of thing. Or pass-fail, you know? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just just the <laughs> yes, no, or you know, maybe. Uh, whatever version of this you want to call it, uh, I always enjoyed those tests growing up. They certainly seemed relatively easy. And uh, so we're going to try and do that on today's show. You know, we don't have to make everything complicated here on the podcast. We want to simplify as much as we can. And so that is our goal. We're going to play a little financial fact or fiction. I'll kind of throw some questions at you, Charles. You let us know whether you're thinking fact or fiction and uh, what, you're, you know, what goes into that line of thinking sure. so we can learn a little bit here. Uh, fact or fiction? Let's start with Social Security. Your Social Security is taxable. Well, I would say uh, that's pretty much a fact for most people. I mean, there are people that might not pay taxes on Social Security, but there's a formula that's involved. And how, how it works, Walter, is that they take your Social Security, they divide it by two. So let's just use an example. You get $30,000 in Social Security, divide it by two, that's 15000 Then what they do is they add all your other income, whether it's dividends, capital gains, W-2 wages, pension, rental income. And if that amount, when you're single, uh, reaches $25,000, and remember, we're already at 15 with half your Social Security, then it becomes taxable. How much is taxable? Anywhere from 50 to 85%. So the reality of it is, for most people, if you have a pension, it'll probably be taxable for the rest of your life. And people that have large account balances in their IRAs, when they're 70 and a half or 72, depending upon when they were born, and they start taking that money out to supplement their lifestyle or because they have to, then that's going to trigger taxation on their Social Security. So I would say for the majority of people, Social Security is taxable. Yeah, a lot of these will maybe have some caveats here and there, but we can kind of count these as uh, most of the time or in most situations we see X, Y, or Z. And that was certainly the case with that first one. All right, how about this one, Charles? Uh, fact or fiction, your taxes will be lower in retirement. I would say for fact, uh, that's, uh, that, that's a fact for sure, because, um, you know, look at what they're printing money. They're printing money left and right. I mean, uh, there's a website called Truth in Accounting. Uh, the last time I went to it was before the pandemic. And what they did, Walter, is they quantified what each and every individual taxpayer owed. And it was like a little over $700,000. So just think about it. Oh you're, you're, you're at home with your wife and, you know, all of a sudden you get a knock on the door. Somebody answers it and says, hey, Walter, how you doing? Your beautiful house you got. You're, you're smiling. You say, yeah, thank you so much. You know, you worked hard all your life. You paid your house off. But now he says you owe 700 and some odd thousand dollars. That's your share of the tax burden, you know, based upon you being a, a taxpayer. Well, you know, besides flipping out, you know, the reality of it is, is like, you know, you would probably owe more only because uh, the last um, bit of information I've read recently was, you know, 15% of the people out there have real money, real money being money enough to pay down some of this uh, debt. And the other 85%, you know, we don't have much at all. And realistically, um, you know, they're going to go after the low hanging fruit, the money in your IRA 401k. And uh, to the tune of seven hundred and some odd thousand dollars, uh, you know, maybe you won't be paying all that, but you know, your children, your grandchildren will. 
So um, taxes will be lower in retirement. I doubt it. I mean, I think they're going to be higher, much higher. And, um, you know, I would not even put it. I mean, we got people moving from New York and California to Texas and Florida just to avoid the state tax. But I think the federal tax is going to be much more magnified. Yeah. So taxes going uh, going up going to cause some problems in uh, in retirement for a lot of people. So. That used to be something you could bank on, right? The the lower taxes in retirement, but yeah, I mean, and even today, I mean, you know, if people have thirty, forty thousand dollars of taxable income, they're only paying like three, four grand, like ten, fifteen percent. And realistically, they should be paying a little bit more in terms of like taking additional money out of their retirement account because we're not going to see ten, fifteen, you know, percent tax rates in the future for most taxpayers that have a decent amount of money in their uh, pre-tax accounts. All right, Charles, another fact or fiction question for you. Term life insurance is better than whole life insurance. Well, I heard a quote, and I'll never forget it. Somebody told me that the best insurance policy is the one that pays the death benefit when you die. So whether you have term or whole life, you know, I guess it really doesn't matter when you die as long as like that policy is in force and, you know, the death benefit's paid to the family. But in the real world, you know, we heard that what you want to do is buy term and invest the difference. The problem is I don't see too many people doing that. And uh, we have quite a few people that I do plans for that have the term policies, and they are just temporary policies because at some point in time, whether it's a 10-year, 20-year term, that term is up and you know, they'll still have the policy, but they have to pay a much larger premium. So I would say that um, it's a shame that, you know, years ago at younger ages, like even myself, you know, I, I got a permanent policy, but I would have a much larger permanent policy if I understood insurance many, many years ago. And today, you know, it's still something that's somewhat complex for the average person to understand. But the reality of it is, is um, insurance policies today can be designed to really provide great tax benefits and maybe even an accumulation vehicle to supplement your retirement from a tax-free point of view. So I would say that um, term insurance is better than whole life. I'd say that's definitely fiction. All right. That's uh, three down, two to go for you, Charles. Uh, Switching gears once more. What about Medicare? Fact or fiction, Medicare will cover most of your medical needs in retirement. Well, I'd say definitely fiction. I mean, you know, obviously, uh, you know, the people that have Medicare, you know, that's covered through their Social Security, uh, they also generally have to get a supplemental policy to pay, you know, for some of the costs that Medicare doesn't cover. Um, You know, drug costs, uh, we got some clients that their drug costs are enormous. Uh, they, you know, they have coverage, but only up to a certain amount. And uh, with co-pays and, you know, specialists and this and that, uh, Medicare will cover a lot, but it's not going to cover everything. And, you know, it definitely doesn't cover long-term care, something that we talked about earlier. So I would say that that's probably the biggest inflationary danger we have as a population as we age is, um, you know, what's going to happen in medical costs, how, how high are they going to rise? I mean, we live in a rising cost world. And if the treadline inflation rates 3% for normal goods and services, I think it's more like 7% for medical cost. And I don't see them coming down, uh, you know, in the near future. It's a great point, Charles. And um, I've seen some family members recently go through this where they've had a medical need crop up recently, and um, they've been left with some surprises of what Medicare does and doesn't cover in their situation. Luckily, they're financially stable enough to be able to handle some of those surprises. But it's just interesting to see that even what I would consider pretty well-informed folks 
um, you know, don't know all the ins and outs of some of these things. And that's a good example there in the Medicare realm. One more for you. As you get older, you should gradually shift from stocks to bonds. That's the old line of thinking, fact or fiction. Yeah, I would say fiction. And, you know, again, everybody's different. But I mean, let's just use an example. Let's just say stocks give you 6% average rate of return. Just, you know, this is just an example. Let's just say fixed income or bonds give you three and cash gives you one. I mean, obviously, you know, six is twice the amount of three. And why not put all your money in stock? Well, the reason why people don't do it is because of the volatility. But the reality of it is, I think if people really like sat down and said, hey, what's my income gap? What do I need each and every month above my Social Security and above my pension if I happen to get one? What is my income gap? And maybe that particular amount of money, you know, maybe times, uh, I don't know, seven to 10 years worth of payments should be in something conservative, maybe like fixed income. But by doing that, I think we give ourselves permission to put the balance in a stock account. And yeah, there will be volatility. But if we just bought a seven to 10 year time horizon, we should be able to stomach that volatility and we'll end up with higher account balances and maybe a lot less stress in our life. So again, I would say that's fiction. Everybody's different, but most people, their main concern is running out of money in retirement. And the less stock you have, I think the higher probability you're going to run out of money in retirement. That's my take. Covered a lot of ground on today's show, lots of different topics. And if you found that you were kind of believing in one of these things in the financial world that is more fiction than fact, well, let that be a little warning, a little trigger for you to say, hmm, maybe I need to have a conversation about this with somebody. And that somebody can be Charles Weldy if you are in the Pennsylvania area, specifically Delaware and Chester County areas. Easy to reach out to Charles if you have any questions on your mind. If it's something simple, feel free to reach out. And if you would like to have uh, you know, a more in-depth one-on-one conversation about all the moving parts of your financial plan, Charles can talk to you about setting up a review time as well. 610-388-7705 is the number to call for any questions that you have on your mind or if you want to set up that time to meet in the future. 610-388-7705 or go online to cpweldygroup.com and we'll put the contact info in the show notes of today's program. So just check that out. Easy to get in touch. Charles, appreciate the help and the guidance. Thanks for taking us back to elementary school with our factor fiction game today. And uh, we'll look forward to another good chat with you next time. Thanks, Walter. And listen, enjoy your vacation. Will do. You as well. And uh, we'll, we'll get some fish updates next time we uh, join together. Absolutely. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. We'll talk to you next time right back here on Reengineering Your Finances. Financial planning and advisory services are offered through Prosperity Capital Advisors, PCA, an SEC-registered investment advisor. Registration as an investment advisor does not imply a certain level of skill or training. The CP Weldy Group and PCA are separate, non-affiliated entities. PCA does not provide tax or legal advice.